Hello and welcome to the Underpowered Podcast, a gaming podcast where we battle our backlog, revealing what is worth your time, money, and energy. I'm Shelby Stokes, and joining me today is my old friend Casey Cool. Hey. For episode number 61 mm-hmm. of the Underpowered Podcast. 61, we made it. Big day, big day. Big day. We're almost to retirement. We're almost to retirement. That's right. We're going to do this full time. We're going right. to quit our jobs, do this full time. Yeah. It'll be beautiful. So beautiful. Um, no, I. so we got a big update to tell everybody. Big update. Big update. What is it? The computer came. I got my computer. Ah. I'm currently on it. I don't really know all the bells and whistles yet. I set it up today. It looks very pretty. <laughs> um, and I realized that I'm going to have to like buy something on Steam to run this thing through its paces. Oh, well, we can talk about that after we talk about video games. We can pick that together. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you think? I mean, if you're out there listening to me on the interwebs, what is the one game to play on a new gaming PC? Yeah. We could like, put I'm that in the Twitter school. poll. We'll do I need Twitter. to like? Do I need to download Crisis from like ten years ago? Because that used to be the hotness, right? Yeah, I mean, I, we do play old games. That might work. <laughs> um, that's cool. I'm so happy, and we're gonna be now. We were talking beforehand. Pretty soon, the show will be live on Twitch. Live on the internet. On the yeah, internet. for sure. So I'm gonna look at a couple of different uh, platforms. We got some friends that we're gonna tap and figure out what that would look like. Yep. But it's exciting. It runs so quickly it's just blowing my mind like you don't have to wait for anything to load it's there yeah it's it's crazy town yeah Uh, it's pretty beautiful it's nice that we're not having tech issues on your end so that's good i'm very excited to see that dude my my internet hasn't even dropped once it's the craziest thing all right you're pumping speaking of pumping we were pumping dodgeballs at some fools yesterday Dude, yes, we were. We were doing some serious dodgeball action in Knockout City. Knockout City just is it, is it a new release? I imagine it's a new yeah, release. It came out in the last week or so. Yeah, and we literally got stomped. I whoa, am whoa, whoa, not whoa, whoa. good at dodgeballs. Knock, but Knockout City. No, we're not good. It came out May twenty first, so it came out last week. Um, it's not. We're not. We're not good. No, there's people down <laughs> on there. They're really good. Um, you know, we're, we're all playing on different consoles. We're playing with Doctor Z. Uh, it has a lot of potential. It, it's it's pretty fun. I enjoyed it. I think it's a game you could learn a lot on. I am not happy with the articles. I was reading that it's not going to be free to play anymore after the 30th. Oh, really? So they're just giving you the taste. Yeah. You get the taste, now you got to buy the whole experience. Yes, unless, well, you have Game Pass. They're, it's probably going to be on Game Pass and then EA Play if you use that on your PC, which I do not use either. And, you know, I don't know, man. I, what do you think if you were to buy that game currently at what you played? What is the price point you would come in at? Ooh, that would not be a game I would buy for any dollars personally. I just did not enjoy it all that much. I had trouble getting in comfortable with the controls. Yeah. Um, and we played it for about an hour. So normally I get a good feel for it. Yeah. I. There, it has potential. Like I could see myself playing it again, especially with some kids or mm-hmm. co-op, like we played the other day. Like the threesome was fun. I enjoyed that, but for the most part, like the movement and the throw of the ball didn't really do it for me. Yeah. If yeah. if there was more modes like standard dodgeball mode, where it's like there's a line and you're just playing or something like that, or if there was just more, I can maybe see paying fifteen bucks. Yeah, I can see that. I can see a $15 price point on this. For me, like free would be the price. Like I'm okay with this game Hold at on. free. 
like that's that is the price that's what it should be i want to make that clear that we're, that's the agreement yeah free is free 99 free yeah free is the price i mean especially because that game is so in the vein like of it's in the vein of other free games yeah. that are available on platforms i'm shocked that they're trying to go for a price point on that right it's a lot like fortnite it's just like those um it, it if they fine-tune the controls too like we were saying and add some more elements to it it can be a really great game it will do really well yeah and i think i could get comfortable with the controls it just did not feel natural like no. a lot of those games i can pick up and get going pretty quickly on mm -hmm. when they're shooters spell break it felt that way like i was able to go in and kind yeah. of lay down some damage this one i really struggled with the controls in the first 30 minutes or so yeah, but so a little bit about this game. It's a three-on-three -three battler, and essentially you are running around the map. You try to pick up a ball, like in dodgeball, and then you can lock on enemies with L with uh, left trigger and then throw with right trigger. And you can basically use like special data, specialty and, mm -hmm. moves that will allow you to either throw the ball in a big yeah. arc from left to right or right to left, and then also a lob shot up and down. Um, furthermore, you can... You can pump fake oh, as well. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. people off. You can pump fake as well? Oh. Yeah, Dr. Z told me that. Yeah, you, it's like uh, you hit the right bumper and you'll pump fake and then people will try to catch it early and then you hit them. But uh, essentially, you can also catch the balls as they're being thrown at you. Yep, yep. Yeah. One thing that I ran into where I struggled with the game was I would come into a battle where you'd have two people on either side of you and you were basically hosed. Right. Like there was no way that you could dodge both of them at the same time. If you were synced, yeah. I feel like if you had the ball, you should be able to use the ball to dodge it. There could be some added mechanics for that. I also didn't like that you couldn't turn backwards around really mm -hmm. fast. It's really slow. So you had to use that dash backwards, I found. But you, you said the word earlier that I was saying it made me just want to play Spellbreak. I think Spellbreak's mm -hmm. the better free game, and it's free, and it's a better game. Yeah. Um, I But I think that there's definitely potential there for this game. I don't know that I will be a huge fan. I'd love to jump back in and do another session like we did last night um, just to try it out with some buddies. But for me to like go out of my way to play this game, probably not going to happen. Well, we can do it one more time together on Sunday. Otherwise, I won't be able to play it anymore because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pay for that product. That's not worth my money right now. I would imagine it's gonna be free here very quickly. Yeah. I if, mean, even if they go charge, even if they charge a rate, they're gonna find out very soon, very quickly that they're gonna need to go free with it. Yeah, they should. It's just how it works with these kind of games these days, and they'll make the money in microtransactions. Like. Yeah. So is the price point on that game $15 or what is that? What is I don't that know. Point? They haven't said what the price point is going to be. Gotcha. I have, I actually know what I shouldn't say that. Uh, we can find that out. Yeah. I mean, good on them for trying something new. Like it's unlike anything I've played and I do appreciate that, especially coming from EA. Like I really like it when they take risks. I think that this is a very, this is a very interesting game that people can really get into. A multiplayer game for me is kind of a long shot and this one just didn't resonate yeah. i will say they're doing some cool stuff with the specialty balls yeah like each map that you go to has a new specialty ball somewhere on the map mm -hmm. and they had the variety on those is pretty good it's going to be priced at 20 and okay. the other the best specialty ball is when your teammate turns into a ball and you can throw them and then they turn into a giant meteor on someone and you dunk on a fool dude how about that sniper ball session that we had on that last run uh -huh. You know, it's really sad that we lost on a 2v3. Let's be real. Like, let's tell you how bad it was. We, we, won, we ended up beating them eventually, but uh, it was they, we lost one, one round. Yeah, they took the second round, which was highly embarrassing. Yes, yes. Because we dominated. 
the first. Yeah, but... and you could tell one person was a noob. The other person actually had some game to them. So at yeah. first, it was just us and the noob. We're like, oh, this is easy. Then the other guy came in and owned us. Hope, it was highly entertaining. Hopefully, they can find some type of uh, matchmaking that will find people your skill level. Um, yeah, and I'm sure it's difficult right now with everybody getting on in initially and trying it out and who's going to stick and who's not. So they'll do better with matchmaking. Yeah. Um, in terms of games that I can't get enough of, I am playing Dead Space 3 oh, still. And nice. I have hit my stride on that game. Um, in the beginning, I felt like it was a little slow. I was comparing it to Dead Space 1 and 2. What I've come to realize is Dead Space 3 is a departure of 1 and 2, and it's less horror, more action, which I yeah. kind of alluded to. But once I got to the point where I was just like, okay, I'm here to mow down enemies and see some big set pieces, um, then, it, then it all got more enjoyable. Um, in the first two games, they also kind of deal out weapons over time where they're like, okay, here's your next weapon, try it out, put it in storage if you don't like it. Yeah. In this game, they are asking you to basically build out blueprints and that does take a little resources, some resources. You got to allocate resources to it up front. And what I'm finding now is like, once I get enough resources for a new gun, I'll build the gun. And if I like it, I'll use it. If not, I'll dump it. But I cannot stop using the initial gun that they give you in really? this game. Um, I used them in the I used it in the first two. It's the line gun, so it has three horizontal bolt, uh, three horizontal shots, and then you can flip it to be vertical. And because you're trying to delimb people, it comes in really handy. And um, I don't know that I'm ever going to get rid of it. And then I read one of the beginner guides, and it's like, yeah, definitely get rid of those guns right away. <laughs> nope, not going to happen. Um, really enjoying it. I think that it, it, I think they were in a tough position when they came out with this game. The first two horror, you're in space, you're alone. This third game, you're kind of in a squad and you're kind of, it's a linear path where you're mainly just working through the path solo, but then you run into the crew as the story goes on. And they try to build a story around that crew that you continue to run into. One of the characters is just a jerk to be a jerk for being a jerk's sake, it seems like. And it's just like, come on, man. That's that's a little over the top. There's five of us on an alien planet. Let's work together and not be petty. But, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it's less kind of scary. Down. It's less scary, for sure. Which, and very rarely am I running out of ammo. Which Dead Space is the eye drill one? Ooh. You know, it's been so long since I played those two. I would have to say one. I, I, mean, I would imagine. Needle. I would imagine two. I would okay. imagine two would be the way to go. Only because I remember them iterating on a couple of those processes mm. and systems in a good way. Um, but you know, the first one did something special. Like there's a reason it got the accolades it did yeah. back in the day. When I saw that eye needle thing, that was an instant no. Like, not going to play. I want to go to the optometrist. Now they can do, like, the laser stuff so they don't have to do it. But when they put the flashlight in your eye, the lady was like, what is that sound? It was my nails scratching against the table because I didn't – I would I wanted to move. So I don't like things going in my eye like that. Yeah. And that's, like, a hor horrendous, horrendous uh, experience for me. That would scar me. <laughs> Dude, you just gotta you gotta face your fears. You nope. know, stick a needle in your eye. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No. Okay. Sure. Hard pass. So that's um, cool. How close do you think you are to finishing it? I think I'm about halfway through. I think I hit chapter eleven, and I believe there's nineteen chapters total. Um, I will say that this does feel like an older game. Like oh, they they really rest on the rule of three, right? You know, you got to hit the boss three times, or you oh, got to do. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so there's a couple of sequences where I would get like two of the three 
things completed, die on the third wave of enemies, and then it starts you right back at the beginning. And it's just like, come on, we're past this, yeah. aren't we? It's yeah. an eight-year-old game, so it's starting to show its age. That's yeah. what it sounds like. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, the shooting seems fun. Um, it does. It's a little bit repetitive, but I think that the weapons are really unique. So I'm going to keep trying those out until I find a, a set that I like. But really, I'm holding on to that one gun that I talked about and then rotating the second one out whenever yeah. I have a chance. No, well, Right on. Enjoying it. How about you? Well, you know, I've actually not played. I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Snap with my son. We've been taking Ooh. turns. We He got up super early on Saturday, like 530 I got up for some why did I get up? I got up because my daughter like came in our room in the night and then she was like jumping on us, laying on us, and then I couldn't go back to sleep, so I left I when she fell asleep I went out on the couch just to go do whatever. Then Asher, my son, got up at five thirty. It's like, why are you not sleeping in on a Saturday? And no, it was Sunday, it was Sunday morning they the Saturday slept in. And uh him and I just like took turns playing Pokemon Snap for a couple hours, you know, just past the morning, passing nice. the controller back and forth, which was nice. Um, so how progress. many platinum ratings are you getting? On Not very snap? many. You know, it's really just I, there's little requests you get that unlock pictures or or mini missions, kind of like in the old N64. Like you had to look like get oh hit him with the apple and then this event will trigger. Like there's mm-hmm. one in the first level with a Pidgeot, you know, Pidgey's final evolution, where if you hit it with an apple, it gets mad, and then there's a Magikarp that's jumping. And you'll see it fly on the tree, and then it will snatch the Magikarp out of the water and fly away with it to go eat it. Whoa. Yeah. Which is cool. They, they, Bandai, Bandai Namco did a really good job with this. It's fun. Again, I, $60 is a lot. There is a lot to do, though. There's a lot of grinding. There's more to do. It's a very relaxing game. I, I'll, You know, I, I actually, if I were to recommend it, it's like a good three and a half hearts would be my recommendation on our scale. But the price you want to pay is like 40 or less. Right? Right? If, if that's your top end 40 definitely worth it um now, I, I've have seen, you seen all the levels yet yeah i have all the levels i've kind of seen like the sequences i can i'm pretty confident with the game it's not doing anything crazy blow me away when you get different levels in the game so there's a grinding aspect where level one certain pokemon appeared in level two and level three and so on it creates other events for certain pokemon to come out and that's cool but the game i've been playing on my own that's really piqued my interest is action verge Ooh, tell me more. This is a Shelby game. I, I yes. think that because you yes, like Metroidvanias. And I it it's priced at about 20 bucks, 15 bucks was when I think I got it on sale around Christmas time. And I've been wanting to play this for a while. And it is very Metroid. It's just it's Metroid, Metroid, Metroid with a little bit of sci-fi. The story is kind of interesting because you're a scientist that gets warped to this land, and there's a lot of like nanobots and deuces ex machina type stuff and there there's this part in the story that just happened they showed someone and i was like huh i don't want to spoil it but i'm like hey that hmm it's kind of like i think if this is what's going to happen the turn in it it, they kind of hint hint to it and i want to see how that uh plays out the game just opened up for me because you you get like uh different little items and perk think like metroid like a grappling Mm -hmm. hook or my favorite you get a little drone that'll walk around and do get in, because you know how samus can roll into a ball to get into small spaces right so to play on that they have a little drone that you can call on you get a force field around yourself so it and it comes back to you so there's certain parts where you have to go in with your drone right and i call him fred so fred <laughs> goes in and does little missions i'm like come on fred and 
the grappling hook I just got though, and that's opened up the game a lot. It has a really interesting swing mechanic. You can climb up, climb down, and there's this weird like matrix esque where you're miss you're glitching out the world because of the simulation that it's in. It's just there's a lot of layers to this game, but it's really fun, and it, I want to explore. And they it's really good pixel art. Right, it's really good, and it's a really it's Metroid. It's like, oh, this is a good Metroid game. This is what brought Metroidvania's back. So I'm hoping to have that beat by the next time we're on here. Nice. Um, I'm like fifty percent. We'll now, see. are you ready for the second one already? Because it's supposed to be. I think it just got delayed again, right? It did, yeah. Uh. And I, I, we'll see. We'll see how much I like the the ending of this, right? Because that's the. Other thing. My son saw like a boss, and he's like, "This game." He's like, "Oh, this looks kind of cool." This was the thing that was weird. Then he heard the music, and he's like. This game creeps me out. <laughs> and that was a weird sequence because I kind of, when I listen to music, it's like, um, it's like this weird European house, uh, electronic, like robot. So you remember JP and grandma's boy and how he's just sitting and programming in his room and he's listening to that really loud house music. Yes. It's, just, it's, it's almost like that. It's better than that, but it gives you, it sets a very tone it sets a tone that can be creepy i wonder if that's what they were going for is jp's house and father and daddy what is it grandma's boy grandma's boy yeah i don't know exactly and i'm not trying to insult them i am a robot that's that movie right yeah 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 for sure i'm not trying to insult the composer it 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 sets a tone Mm -hmm. right it's very intense it sets like a oh i'm creeping around um nothing i'm not humming it throughout the day though you know what i mean it's not one of those like mm-hmm, where a song gets stuck in your head from hearing it because you enjoy it dun, 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 dun. right it's good in a different way because it sets a tone if that makes sense it's not like the best music i've ever heard but it it makes me ooh, this is a little creepy and then the, the, the monsters feels. have certain sound effects and they've done a good job with that so i'm hoping to explore that more i'm really hoping the next monday we just play Spellbreak instead of knockout city because we know it's the better game. can we play spell break like like everybody at the same time yeah we can play with five people we can do nine it's all cross console you know i'm a spell break chill yeah for sure i mean we can't have you come in and just make it look so easy though yeah i mean i can carry don't worry <laughs> yeah you might have to i know i yeah that was the thing with knockout city i'm like where are my stats i want to know so i can rub it in <laughs> but it it they weren't so great the last game but neither were anybody's and speaking of not great for anybody, let's move into our news speculation network. New t- trademark pending on yeah, that noise. Yeah, speculation news network. Yeah, ESPN. There, I'll add that. It's like vanilla ice, uh, right? Just a little thing there. Uh, anyway, so bad news is coming to either Apple or Epic. The court case is wrapped up. Uh, the the judge has said that she will be spending the next few weeks going over all the proceedings and hopefully making a decision within the month, if not months to come. Um, there's been a lot of interesting fallout from the trial. I don't know if you, how much you've been following it. Uh, not closely at all. I mean, I've basically been hitting the high notes as they was uh, leaked to the press, but I haven't heard an update since we last spoke about it. Yeah, and you, so the big thing is, you know, Epic said it wants a judge to order Apple to open up its iPhone, right? Because they're saying that Apple only lets uh, uh, apps on its iPhone and iPad if developers submit them for review and distribution, right? That's their thing. And Apple re- has rejected, they're trying to say Apple has monopoly. Apple's rejected that. 
and something that kept coming up in the court case was roadblocks because it was the t- and it was the defining the term of the game. This is what I thought was interesting. So, are you familiar with roadblocks at all? Uh, no, not. So, I mean, I know it's like taking over the world. I know that much. I always thought it was like a Minecraft clone, but it's mm-hmm. it's a game that has games within it, kind of like Gary's Mod, right? I'm sure you've heard of Gary's Mod, the PC game, mm-hmm. and it's huge. Like I I teach at the middle school age kids that I teach love it, right? Swear by it. They talk about how great it is. And Apple marketing executive responded to testimony and he called Roblox not a game, but an experience. And this was a weird thing. Roblox changed language on its website to call itself an experience, not a game. And then they have declined to comment on that whole thing. So I don't know if they're doing it to be funny or if they're doing it to avoid uh, future lawsuits or anything with that. And then um, the judge that has been asking hard questions, she told Epic, this is what I thought was interesting. And Andy said this on our podcast last year when this was happening in August. There is an enormous amount of innovation on the iPhone and uh, that allow games like Fortnite to be played. And that uh, Epic lawyer conceded that to that point, but countered it didn't change the fact that Apple has a monopoly on the app distribution, which I still think, yeah, you're conceding the point like you wouldn't have your game available if it wasn't for the App Store. And then you found out Apple, how much money do you think Apple makes off of Fortnite or Fortnite makes from Apple? Uh, no idea. All they, of it? In 11 months, okay. In eleven months, just take a guess. Give me a give me a monetary guess. I mean, eleven months is a long time. I mean, what you're you're tens of millions at that point. More than tens. Well, I guess it's tens of millions. Um, the tech giant made over a hundred million dollars from Fortnite. That's what Apple made in eleven months. In its last eleven wow. months, it's made a hundred million dollars wow. on just the App Store, and because of what they take, because they take their cut. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of told you my thing. Like, yeah, I think. I think I don't think Epic wins this. To be perfectly honest, I, I here's what I'm hoping the fallout happens. They work out their differences, and Epic is Fortnite's back on Apple, and maybe they lower something or they. It, I don't know. It, it could be a no-win situation. This is a really tough case for the judge because if she rules for Apple, there'll be a lot of politicians and some antitrust advocates that'll be up in arms. And if she rules in front of Epic, Apple will be. It's it's really hard. This I, the judge has a. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be interesting to see where the hammer comes down on this one. I think that both of these organizations are just huge monoliths, and we're talking about huge sums of money. Um, you know, you could side either way with it. it that can't be dream. Really, up. it really is an interesting lawsuit. I think the most interesting thing for me in regards to this lawsuit, it's not necessarily the outcome, but the way that they have handled a lot of the sensitive material within the games industry. You know, watching some of the stuff yeah. that has gone yeah. viral here in the last month or so. It's um, just a blatant disregard to some of the sensitive information that's been been spanning the web um, out of this court case. Like if you are a lawyer for one of these organizations, you need to cross your T's and dot your I's in regards to what's going on. And I'm not saying it's specifically the lawyers for each one of those organizations. I understand there's more people involved and I don't know exactly where the link where the leak came from. But I mean, this is big money. In regards to, you know, where this falls, I think there's been a lot of people that have had an issue with the amount that Apple has taken over the years. Um, and as we continue down this path of mobile gaming, there's going to be something that is going to eat Apple's lunch or they're going to have to change their breakdown with some of these providers. And at the end of the day, it's their choice. It's their platform. And if people want to take their toys and go somewhere else, then that may end up being the case here. That's their prerogative. Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, but there's money on the table for everybody that could be made, and I think capitalism wins 
Always. <laughs> and always bet on capitalism. And everyone loses in a <laughs> Yes, right, right. Unless you're the provider, right? Now, you know what would make everybody not lose? How would you love to be able to play your Steam games anywhere? Hey, hey. Anytime. Oh wait, I can already do that on a Nintendo Switch, can't I? You can, but I think Steam saying, hey, wait, we have a big library and we can make a Switch machine. Uh, that is exactly right. So this report recently came out. Valve is working on a Switch-like portable console. That's what the headline reads. Yeah. So I think that this is something that should have happened years ago, to be honest with you. Like a Steam pad where you can basically get all of these games right in your hands. Like that's where it's at. I think this is good for Steam. I'm, I'm Here's the thing. What's the price point? And does it hurt Nintendo's bottom line? Because Nintendo's been doing such a good job of getting those indie $10 Steam games that everybody really loves on their console, right? So it's like, well, I already have them on Steam. Why would I get them? Why, if I get a virtual uh, handheld Steam machine, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it seems to me like this is a little late. You know, <laughs> like any games that mm -hmm. would be perfect on Switch or on a handheld console are already on Switch. Like Nintendo yeah, has gone sure. out of their way to make sure that anything that could be good handheld is being released handheld. And this kind of feels a little bit late to the game. It, it reminds me of like classic Steam. You know, what was the one where you could stream two TVs that came out like two years after it probably should have? Um, PS Vita? No, Steam Link is what I'm thinking of. Oh, Steam Link, Steam, Steam Link, Link, yeah. A lot of people, but I mean, yeah, that yeah. came out and everybody had so many workarounds already in the pipeline that it was like, there's no market mm -hmm. for this. You've already, you, I mean, it, the market has already been filled. And I think that you may have a similar situation here. Um, yeah. That and, you know, I love Steam to death because I'm an old man and I've been playing video games on that platform forever. Like I, that was the first thing I downloaded on this new computer, right? Was Steam. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like they just can't seem to move hardware for me. Right. I mean, they tried to do the right. Steam boxes. Those kind of came and went. Steam Link, Steam Controller. Remember that controller mm -hmm. that was supposed to be like the end all be yeah, all? Yeah, with the weird or, pad, yeah, like yeah. the RTS solution to a handheld. Like that came and went. Um, Crickets. Yeah. So if, if they can do it intelligently, great. But, you know, you take that one step further, you have the competition, which is part of our next story. But also, you know, you look at Xbox game um their their clouding their cloud system you look at yeah. uh the amazon solution you know google the luna right yeah, luna. there you go on, thank yeah. you luna and then google solution stadia which fell on its face but i guess what i'm getting at is like these other companies are already trying to get you to a handheld device and they're not yeah. asking you to buy another system like switch has it built in it's that system right. and, and works well but I really feel like they're chasing some a market that may not exist anymore. They're chasing the dragon. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. I like we said last week when we we're talking about hot takes. It, it's an app is next. So if they just want to make Steam an app and you can play your Steam games on a phone, that would be their smart move to do instead. Right? Yeah. Or make a app that Nintendo could play your Steam apps. I don't know. Do something creative. Um, but you know, Netflix is the king of apps and they're trying to get in the gaming space hey welcome to the speculative news network news or speculation news network snn Special, speculation news network so this is completely a rumor and essentially this rumor is talking about how netflix is reportedly talking to individuals in the game industry regarding gaming adaptations um, they tout a more immersive experience. This is a, a um, anonymous source that kind of spoke to a couple of outlets. I'm reading one from Game Informer here. And what they are basically looking at is 
they're saying that they are going to be making big moves that will be really surprised will be very surprising to people. Um, there's no detail on what that means. We know that they've been talking to people in the gaming industry. We don't know if it's going to be more of the choose your own adventure type um, stories that we've seen with Black Mirror, Kimmy Schmidt. There's a handful of those. Uh, the Minecraft. Uh, Minecraft, yeah. I think uh, Puss in one. Boots has one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, DreamWorks. So I don't know if they're like pushing in that direction or if they're actually trying to get into gaming proper. But I would imagine it's somewhere in the middle, right? They, they have Netflix on a lot of different platforms. They're probably going to try to shoot the middle, maybe even push that choose-your-own-adventure a little further down. I'm going to shoot my shot. Okay, ready? Okay, let's hear it. Netflix is currently how much a month? Like, what is it, 16 bucks? I want to say? $17.99, right? 18 Okay. Now, yeah. they bump it up, and you can get Netflix Gaming as a secondary app. It goes in your account, or you can pay $5 or whatever money a month for Netflix gaming to stream your games because they're all going to the streaming game space. I don't think they'll do a standalone app. Not out of the gate. No, I think it'll be, I think they'll package it in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think they're going to try to marry content on the gaming plat on, on their Netflix platform. Cause I mean, for them to rebuild and distribute apps is a huge undertaking. You got to think of the smart TVs, the computers, and obviously they don't have to go to all those devices at the same time. But you would imagine they're going to try to fold stuff into what they're already doing on Netflix. Yeah, that's what Netflix has going for it. They were first. They made that yeah. app first. People were there. And if they get their games to stream on there and you can play streaming games on Netflix first, that's the biggest thing. It doesn't have to be the best. It's got to be functional. It's got to be first. And I think this is a really this is a really good move by Netflix. Yeah. I mean, lover, lover, hate the content they've put I out. Love. Like they've been trying to do good by games. You know what I mean? They're, they're trying to do good by gaming licenses. You saw it with the Dota release that just came out. People were really excited about that. Oh, anime. The anime. Yeah. Did you watch that one? I haven't yet, but we can talk about that when we maybe what animes we're going to watch for we about it. So hey, there's yes, a plug. We can. But, but but what I'm getting at is they've built, they've built up a lot of really goodwill, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you look at what they've done with The Witcher. You know, there's there's a lot of different gaming-based um, content offerings in the near future, which is exciting. And it seems like they're actually giving, <laughs> if you will, giving a Pikachu about what is actually going on with these gaming licenses. So that seems like an obvious move to incorporate more gaming. Yeah, I it's it's smart, and I hope they do it, and I hope they pull it off. I have no qualms with Netflix. Yeah, I just want them to put more episodes of One Piece on. That's actually my only <laughs> issue with Netflix. And actually, there's a show on there that that's really big called Shadow and Bones. That's D and D based. Have you watched that yet? Nope. See, I think you should because it will prepare you for D and D as we dive into the dungeon. We're going dungeon. The dungeon! Okay, so now we're talking about a dungeon diving minutes. Okay. Not minute. Minutes, just dungeon diving. Dungeon diving. The minutes of dungeon diving. Where <laughs> where the, the minutes fade away slowly. Just, into just dungeon diving. Just yeah, nice try. Nice so try essentially diving. what we are going to try to do today is get me ready for our next session. So here we go. Session two is this weekend. Session two. And so we're going to pose this as... You know, I'm a beginner DM, but I've been doing a lot of research and I got good feedback from our first session. And I'm one that I people said a lot of good things, but the bad things will, will always ring out to me more. So now I'm going to come back hyper focused to make that improved. Uh, big tip, don't be too nice to your players. They 
they want you to make it a little hard sometimes. No, I, I never asked for that. So don't let me into that. Don't worry. Don't worry. Category. Just just be be wary. That's going to be my advice for this Saturday. So you're not. It's it doesn't seem like you're not hot. You're not cold. You're kind of in the middle on D and D. I think you're like, oh, okay. You kind of are seeing the picture for what it can be. I am, yeah, for sure. I I am definitely trying to get a little bit better of a feel for it. After going through the first session, I realized that I came in grossly unprepared for my first session, not really knowing what I was getting into and working with a whole bunch Mm -hmm. of people that have done it before. So, you know, part of the thing that I wanted to do today was just make sure that I was good to go. And I know that part of that is leveling up. I know part of that is knowing what's in my inventory. We kind of talked about that off cast. So I currently have a bag of jewels. And I currently have some gold. Well, we don't know if it's a bag of jewels. You have a bag and there's something in it. You never looked. And it's a bag of magical jewels. So that is good. Could be. It's Could be a skull. They're worried Could stones. be a death pendant. We don't know. Wait, I feel like I could feel a skull through a bag. Like, how big is this bag? We, well, we'll talk about that. Wait, you got to find time to... <laughs> So you just leveled up. Your class is a druid. True story. And the other thing with druid, you're level two now, and you get something called druid circle. So you get a special ability. At level two, you get to choose the identity of your druid circle. Oh, my gosh. Any idea what a druid circle is? It's a subclass. The druid circle is your subclass. And so every class has subclasses. Like, it is your flavor of how you play. Like, uh, our buddy Doug is a fighter, so fighter's options, when he got to pick his subclass, some of them are champion, echo fighter, rune knight, there's one that's a samurai. When I looked at uh, revs, revs had, artif- uh, for artificer, there was like alchemist, armor maker, spool, could have been all these different type of warlocks. For my character, I picked a certain style of fighting as a monk that fits his description. And so you pick it because of how, there's a couple of choices you have to make when you pick your subclass, right? Think about how you want to fight and think about how you want your character to play. Think about how it'll make you act, right? The theater aspect of it. So you got all these different druid circles, right? Here, I'm going to give you this to look at. Um, I'm sending it to you in Discord, okay? Dude, this is this is a lot. Whatever I choose, it's going to give me another ability. How do you keep track of all your abilities? Like, do you need to get them tattooed? It's just on the spell chart, and you'll learn. You'll learn, and you can look and think. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it seems overwhelming, but it's not. And we can talk about that too about screen management. And but it, you see, that's the something, right? You you think D and D is really overwhelming, and then you just gotta remember it's like anything. The basics are important, and guides are great. RPGbot.net is a guide that I always recommend, or was recommended to me as a new player that kind of breaks down classes by color saying like, Hey, blue are really strong. This is this, you know, there's different color codes. So let's focus on RPGbot.net, And I'm assuming you want to be a blue or green, right? You want to be good or fantastic. Right. Blue, blue and green are good choices. Okay. So the blue recommendations for Druid are circles of spores, circle of stars, spores, circle of the moon. Oh, those are your blue, your greens. Cause Druids are good at everything. Apparently. Are Circle Wildfire, Circle of the Land, and Circle of the Shepherd. Depending on what you want to do, I see Wildfire. It's uh, it's Wildfire is the first subclass. Or let's go down. Let's just break them down in order. So Spores. It's strong and it brings a lot of power to the offensive druid and a splash of the undead because you get to work with like mushroom spores because they're decomposers, right? So you get to do some necromancy kind of. Then the Circle of the Stars is very powerful because it's got a lot of damage and healing. And then it uh, supports mechanic from like space, cosmic omens. 
uh, Circle Wildfire, it, you get a pet, so you're kind of like a Beastmaster style, which would kind of go with your character in the sense that you remember you were trying to start a zoo. and uh, I'm the ringleader, man. Right, you were trying to start an amusement park circus and you got banned. Then there's Circle of the Land. Of the land, you have like coast, Arctic, desert. There's there's subclasses to that. So like that's a genre within a genre. So if you picked Circle of the Land, you have to pick a certain land type, right? Which you've kind of been doing too with your character because he's a triton fish man. You're kind of doing stuff from the water. And Circle of the Moon allows Druids to use wild shape. I'll give you a wild shape. As a combat form. hey Hey now. Don't yeah. promise me a good time. Uh, Don't promise me a good time. And there's Circle of the Shepherd. And that offers... Uh, you can summon more powerful creatures with conjure animals or conjure fae. Those are Dude, like the big I, I think I got to be a star man. You know what I mean? I feel like that's where I'm going. Because let's let's just face it. I mean, stars is where I'm at. Fall asleep to Neil deGrasse Tyson all days of the week. Dude, yeah. So so I'm going to choose one of these. What can you tell me is the... I think, well, let's, let's choose one of these. I think between the two, personally, for how you want to play, if you're interested in Circle of Stars, that would be interesting because you want to be the greatest showman. Oh, you got to change the constellation. This is more of like an archer flavor. Like if you want to do that. Ooh, I like the flavor of archer. Tasty, tasty. Longbow, please. And you don't want to. You don't want to dwell on it either. If you think Circle of the Stars is it, go for it. If you think, um, boom. Yeah. I, again, my my thought of the beast is just with your backstory. But Circle of Stars could be cool, and it could be enjoyable. But does it make sense to what you're doing with your character? Well, except for the thing about the star map has a dice you have to roll and then it breaks into like six different categories, which... I think Circle of the Moon might be the most fun, to be honest with you. And look, it it has... If you go down the Circle of the Moon, it's the least complex and probably easiest for the first time. And you get to have Wild Shape. What's a Wild Shape? Oh, Wild Shape is to transform into a a beast. You can turn into a beast. That's what you want, right? That's it. Boom. Okay. Done. It just has the least management. From there, you've chosen your option, right? You've chosen circle of the... Your class feature. Right? Your class feature. Yep. Now we're going to go to um, the next page class, right? Uh, yeah, so that's all I needed to do here. So you got an item last time. Now, this is also another thing. Certain items that you get... And we'll let the listeners know and get a preview of what this is. It you got it? Do you remember the name of the item? Did you write I it did. down? It was the deck of illusion. So on D and D Beyond, which is great for people that want to use, and you can look at items. Um, we have a friend that's helping us because he has a lot of the books. If you go down to add items, you see that option. Uh huh. And you type in deck of illusions, and then you're just gonna hit the add button. Oh, this is pretty slick. Yeah. Added. Boom. Yeah. So that is it. Level two is pretty easy. Sweet. Right? And that you got your subclass. Level three, you get some other flavors. You'll get some stat bonus. Um, so on what are your apprehension as a new player the second time that I could help you with as a DM? Because I think the role of a DM is to talk to other players and help them to enjoy the experience. What would make the experience more enjoyable for you? How are you, What are you noticing you like and don't like when you play. I think just after having a, a session under me that I will be a little more confident in how it all works, which is mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. That's um, you know, we're using D&D Beyond in Roll20, right? Mm-hmm. So I would just need to get that stuff. 
right definitely figured out well and on the dm side for those of you that use roll 20 and you need to make stuff uh, there's a website called two minute tabletop and they have free you can give them tips uh they have a lot of assets where if you want to build maps so i was telling shelby off air that i hand built this next uh dungeon for this adventure the sequence for what we're doing and i'm very excited for what i've done and that, it makes it more enjoyable when you think about it i i think of it as the whole time I'm doing this, I'm thinking maybe I could make a video game someday, like an RPG, because I'm trying to think <laughs> of the sequences and uh, be so many steps ahead. But uh, the big thing is you guys are going to ruin my plans no matter what. Well, yeah. Isn't that what the whole game is about? Right. And I have to lit you as the DM because I can't stop your fun. Right? I have <laughs> exactly to make it fun. right. But hopefully I can guide you to where I want you to go. I think that's part of my job too, right? Like. I think being a teacher helps me in the sense that I, it's like planning a lesson and I have to think about, okay, what are the kids not going to understand and what do I need to be prepared for? Oh. And, and I want to test all of your metal. Are you guys, are you good at riddles? Am I good at riddles? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're making them, probably not. Oh, that's <laughs> nice of you, man. Appreciate it. I don't, I think that's a compliment, right? Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Right. Hey, I don't know. What kind of animals? I'm I'm curious. What do you think you're going to turn into? Oh, I mean, all of it. I'm going to do all of it, of course. Okay, I yeah, be creative with that. And uh, the other thing, like I, it's like when I tell my kids a t-ball, have fun. That's rule number one. Have fun. Have fun, guys. And if you want to use mediation, like you tried to the session one, don't be afraid to. I we'll see how that goes. Oh, you know, time. I'm going to. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, well, that's it. I'm excited to see how you play on Saturday. And then we got a couple more episodes to go for that. And that is it for us tonight. That is it for us tonight. Thank you for joining us. We truly appreciate it. We'll be playing some D&D here pretty quick. If you want more of us, feel free to follow us on our social channels in the attached description. Our website is underpoweredmedia.com. Twitch is TV. Discord, we're chatting in there, making things mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. Also, feel free to leave us a review of five stars if you'd be so kind. And that's a wrap for the week. We're out. Play your games. Play your games.